Hello, everybody, and welcome to the keynote by CNBC Events. I'm Tyler Matheson. On this podcast, we bring you in-depth, candid conversations with CEOs, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders recorded at CNBC's live events. Today, a conversation with Stan Kasten, president and CEO of the Los Angeles Dodgers. Under his leadership, the Dodger organization has led Major League Baseball in attendance, charged ahead with a $100 million digital overhaul of its beloved ballpark, Dodger Stadium, and shelled out millions more to create a data-driven dugout. All this while balancing the safety and security of fans, players, and staff in the face of a global pandemic. And oh yeah, they also won the 2020 World Series. Kasten spoke with my colleague Julia Borston at CNBC's Evolve Summit, on November 10th, 2020. Here's our conversation. Stan, thanks so much for joining us today. Congrats on the World Series win. What a year to win the World Series. I would say the most challenging environment the sports industry has ever faced with COVID. Tell me, aside from keeping your players safe and the staff safe, what was your biggest challenge this past season? Uh, Well, thank you for all of that. It it was a challenging year Um, for the staff. Uh, getting them to keep the mission in mind. We were still going to try to play a season. We were still going to try to get to the World Series. We were still going to try to win the World Series while doing all the things we do away from the field, while doing all our community service projects, um, keeping fans engaged, keeping fans involved, keeping our community and, and partners, sponsors and community partners involved, engaged. That takes the whole staff, hundreds and hundreds of people, the buy-in, the understanding of our mission, and the motivation for all of that. We did the best we could. In the end, it culminated with a World Series championship, and I'm proud of that, but I'm also proud of all the work we continue to do, our players and our staff, in our community to keep everyone involved. Certainly a a big win, but with many challenges along the way. I'm curious for you as a manager, for you as president of this storied team, what was the most important thing that you learned over the course of this season, both about the organization and about what works in terms of managing in crisis? Um, I don't think I learned this new. It reinforced what I always believed, and that is you have to have the right people in every company. With the right people, you can... uh, create the vision, and get the execution uh, to get to the goals you're trying to get to. This year proved it like no other, but what it proved was we can be flexible. We can work under extraordinary and completely unpredictable conditions and still uh, uh, get across the finish line. So I've always believed in the importance of having the right people. No year proved it like this year did. So, Stan, you mentioned the right people, and I think it's really important to know that it's not just the players. You had some key coaches. Tell me about the hires um, in the back office, the idea of having coaches, and maybe some coaches who were not the predictable hires in terms of, of your choices there. How did that play out? Well, on the baseball side, if that's what you're talking about, we, we uh, the two principal leaders who get uh, most of the attention, deservedly so, are Andrew Friedman, the president of baseball operations, who had a lot of success under different conditions before he came to the Dodgers. And then uh, Dave Roberts, who maybe was a little bit of an unpredictable choice for field manager. Both of them have done, first of all, they work hand in glove beautifully together. They both are 
uh, blessed with great and deep staffs that they have uh, selected, again, to be all in on the vision. And that's on the field. On the business side, uh, where we do great work and, and really innovative stuff in expanding our business, expanding our business model, expanding our brand reach uh, into new markets. Uh, similarly, we, ha- we have uh, tremendous leaders at the top. And as I said at the start, without that cadre of really innovative, curious, uh, and uh, uh, forward-thinking managers, none of this would have been able to happen. I know you've also been investing quite a bit in data. How did you use data this particular season, and how do you think that helped drive your success? Well, uh, uh, I think more and more all teams are using data. I think we maybe were a little bit ahead of the curve in the last few years. Certainly by now, every team has at least made real efforts to catch up and pass us. Um, but every every element on the field, in the training room, uh, in the medical advances uh, that we have, in the analyzing from at bat to at bat, from pitch to pitch, all of that goes through extraordinary scrutiny with, with the kind of data that I never dreamed of, certainly not the stuff you see on the back of a baseball card. Uh, the things that we are looking at today some of which continue to be proprietary to us. But the things that we look at are are breaking down at bats, breaking down every pitch uh, in the most minute of ways so that we can improve the performance of every at bat, so that we can improve the performance of every pitch, so that we can improve where we are positioning our defensive players to make the one out in the field that maybe we wouldn't have that could have been the difference between winning and losing. Um, so data is an essential element of what all baseball teams are utilizing today. It starts with physical talent for sure, but if we can enhance the results that that physical talent will produce by 2%, 5%, 10%, we're going to come out way ahead. And, and this year we did. And it sounds like, you know, you, you mentioned you were ahead on the use of data. It sounds like that's going to be an area where you continue to invest moving forward. Hey, for sure. Listen, um, I, I this genera- I used to be in the generation of innovation. I am several generations of innovation behind now, okay? But we continually are looking for people who are innovators, who are curious, who are looking for the next innovation because it's not more than a year or two or five ahead of where we are now. And as we like to say at the Dodgers, we are the Dodgers. We we have to be leaders at everything. We have to contend every year to do that. We have to be uh, 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 at the forefront of all innovation. And we look for people who are going to help us uh, stay there. Now, I, I have to pivot and ask you about the cost of covid uh, you you managed this big win despite what you said was going to be a near 100 or over $100 million loss in terms of revenue because of the pandemic. With that huge number in mind, with the fact that you have a $100 million payroll, how will you manage expenses going forward? Well, there's no question. And our our cash losses in this year were well north of $100 million. So it, And there's no way to predict that. I mean, any team is prepared to have a downturn lose 5 million, lose 10 million. No one can be prepared for an unexpected cash loss of 100 million or more a year. Um, We have enough 
strength and depth in our organization that we're going to get through this, but it's going to take a while to catch up. Uh, it won't happen overnight. Uh, and that is going to become a, a, a part of our mantra as we look for continuing economies. Um, we are, uh, we're, we're looking in all areas on both sides of our house, on the baseball side and the business side. I can't tell you all of the techniques we're going to use, but we're going to look to save money wherever we can while we are trying to dig out of this hole, hoping still that a return to normal is right around the corner because when it does return, the customer experience, which we focus on uh, right from day one, is going to be better at Dodger Stadium than it's ever been. Just in the last year, we've added an over $100 million expansion to Dodger Stadium so that fans, when they return to our stadium, will experience the game uh, in a better way than they have in the entire 60 years of the history of Dodger Stadium. So that's going to be one of the ways we start to catch up. But in the meantime, sure, we're going to look for every way we can to save money, to cut a corner here and there as long as we don't cut bone, because uh, we know that we're going to return to normal sooner or later, and having the best organization and having the best team is going to be central to our recovery. So sooner, sooner rather than later, I hope, and I'm sure um, everyone else yeah. out there hopes as well. But it sounds like cost-cutting across the organization. Can you give us more of a sense of where, where you're looking to cut costs? No, but we're going to look at everything, you know, and I think, and I think every, every team has done that, but every company has done that. Um, in the last few years, uh, as we were ramping up, particularly in our analytics capability on the business side and the baseball side, we grew very fast. Um, this past year um, has been challenges that is going to force us to look for economies. I can't tell you all of where they will be, but we'll find some and we'll keep looking for more just to, you know, stay at a reasonable level until normal times return, which again, we think, we hope could be as soon as the 2021 season. Okay, so let's talk about the 2021 season. What does it look like? When will you start spring training? Will it be in the spring? And are we talking about a full season or an abbreviated season like this past year? Well, I, I think right now we are all planning uh, for a full season. Um, we are planning on having fans in attendance. As I speak to you today in Los Angeles, it's a very difficult time because COVID is spiking in LA. It's spiking everywhere in the country. Um, but opening day is a good four or five months away. And uh, hopefully there will be uh, progress on uh, getting the uh, rates of infection in hand. Hopefully by then we will have one or more vaccines available uh, to help make it even safer for fans to come. So uh, my guess is that we will have a full season and we are planning for having full stadiums, uh, but we will adapt and uh, do what we have to do to get the season done. What we proved this year was whatever the conditions, we can pull off a season, get it to completion and produce a world championship. Certainly a lot more lucrative if you could have those fans uh, like <laughs> yeah. my family back in the stands. Um, I want to get to some of these audience questions. Tom asks, and you addressed part of this, but I hope you'll look at the entirety of this question. Tom asks, what is the plan for human fans back at Dodger Stadium? And what are your plans for your minor league teams and locations? Uh, those are all related. Um, right now, I think we're going to have kind of a phased return to spring training, like the upper minor leagues may start at a different time from the lower minor leagues. And, and the problems there are COVID related because imagine uh, 
trying to put all our lower minor leagues out there without the elaborate testing protocols that we have available at major league facilities. So so all of those things are under study right now. It's too early for anyone in baseball to tell you for sure what's going to happen. As we sit here today, we are expecting to go to spring training uh, by the middle of February, certainly for major leaguers and high minor leaguers, hopefully for all minor leaguers, but we don't just don't know that yet. We need another month or two to see how things look before we can give definitive plans for next year's minor league season. Well, this is a related question from Jason. He asks, what worked best in terms of COVID testing and prevention, and how would you recommend to apply that to schools in regular life? Well, I think uh, the different sports use different kinds of tests. In baseball, we use saliva tests, uh, which were very convenient and worked very well that we were able to get pretty quick results from the next day in every case so that by the end of the season, um, with the exception of the last inning of the season, we went two months without a positive test. Other sports that had to play their entire season in a bubble environment used different tests. But any of these that are now out there, I I think the reliability has gotten better and better. Uh, And I think that's continuing to improve uh, with all the manufacturers that you talk to. Their capability is expanding. I think schools are going to need to look at that. But listen, I can't stress enough um, with all our science and all our data and all the money that we threw at the problem, the best thing we can all do that we kept telling our players, that we kept telling our staff were the simple basics. Wear a mask, watch, wash your hands, keep a social distance. If we all were more scrupulous about things like that, we could really put a major dent in the transmission of the disease. And, and that is the best thing we could do, any of us can do, even without testing, although testing to supplement it would really be ideal. Certainly, we should all play our part in that. Um, here's another question from Ty Buckaloo. He asks, he first, he says, congratulations on an amazing year. But he asks, through all of your extensive sports experience, who's the one person that has taught you the most about how to lead your teams? Um, I, I can't pin it down to one person. I have been blessed with great people to be around, great leaders, and certainly our owners, uh, the owners of the teams that I've played with, starting with Ted Turner, who is a genius in his own right, uh, the Lerner family in Washington, who were geniuses in their own right, to my current group of owners being headed by, by Mark Walter. They all know how to lead. They all know how to set examples, but they also knew how to pick the right people and to trust their own people and to empower their people uh, to get success. That's important to me, finding the right people, giving them the tools they need to be successful and then letting them go. Um, That has been something that's been important to me in my career. And I think everyone that I have been blessed to work with has, uh, has shown me the success that that can provide. That was Stan Kasten, president and CEO of the Los Angeles Dodgers. He spoke to Julia Borston at CNBC's Evolve Summit on November 10th, 2020. The keynote is produced by the CNBC events team. For more information about upcoming CNBC events and how you can join us, visit CNBCEvents.com. I'm Tyler Matheson. Thanks for listening.